Episode 60 of Take As Needed is brought to you by Solita Soap. My name is Jimmy. It's a special one with a special co-host. I got my boy, Sound, from Complex Ambition. (laughs) What's good, bro? You know what I'm saying? Long-awaited. Long-awaited sit-down right here. (laughs) I'm going to start off with, like, I I never ask corny questions like this, but how was your day? Man, how was my day? Today, I woke up a bit later than I thought I was going to wake up because, um... Well, I plan on waking up because I forgot um, we had to do like a whole little setup for my boy. It was his birthday. So we went to sleep a bit later. Yeah, Marloon. So we went to sleep a bit later than I expected. But um, yeah, the day's been smooth, man. Um, Typical just supporting my girl, to be honest, with the whole pregnancy situation. And now moving out, living on my own, you know, with her, you know, basically. You guys lived together before. Yeah, we lived together before, but it was like. Yeah, most of the time uh, at my parents' house, um, we had our privacy, but not to the extent that you have when, like, you're fully moved out, you know, like Mm -hmm. how we are now. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I've been hoping for, but we kind of expedited the process due to her being pregnant. We were like, you know, we got to do this, you know, especially if we can't afford it, which we can, let's do it, you know, right now. So we did it. And that's just been good so far. I love it. Like, I love, you know, having peace of mind, being to myself more. Not worrying about someone coming in the room, you know, simple things like that. But definitely at the same time, you got to, you know, adjust to that adulting. Like, you know, you nah, got to, yeah. you really got to, you know, take care of everything. The typical shit that people do already. But, yep. you know, not if you're, you know, a child or like a teenager or young adult now going to full on adult life. You got to remember to take out the trash, the the dishes, everything, all the typical ah, yeah. life yep. shit. All you, that shit adds up, man. Yeah, you know, so, you know, it's been, like, just adjusting to that, but, you know, I can't complain. It's a, it's a blessing. You know, we got homeless people, so I'm good. You know, so how, thank um, God. How easy or hard has it been? Because <clears throat> let's, let's, di- let's completely dive into it, like supporting your girl people don't understand what that means sometimes when they're not when they're not like you know up up and coming parents for lack of a better word like yeah your girl go your girl goes through a lot and sometimes they don't even realize it like my daughter's mother you know and and uh it's funny because like people people are always talking about like oh let's have kids let's have kids and they don't understand like even it it it's it's hard but like you can make it easy by communicating well Mm -hmm. and like just making sure that that you guys like keep in mind like both you and her whoever's in the situation like yo you're going through so many like emotions and yeah. and and changes and hormones and you know i can, i can i can't eat, i can't i can't imagine how much like a, a woman is going through when they when they're yeah. like carrying a life you know what i'm saying until that day that they have to like push it out <laughs> which yeah. is crazy it's just, it's uh it's crazy. I think about it all the time. You know, I've always told myself like, yo, I, I gotta try to like discuss this more because I feel like guys really don't you don't really hear the side of it. Like you see like the beautifulness of it. Like obviously it's a beautiful thing, 
but you really never see and if you do see a side it's really like the woman's side the girl's mm-hmm. side but mm-hmm. guys really don't talk about like like yo how was it like when you were having a baby with your girl like what how did you you know go day by day like the moments of stress the arguments the mm-hmm. confusion mm-hmm. you know living up to that expectation that you see society like they paint it like oh have a child and it's like oh have a child it's beautiful like it's having a baby it's like having a little cat or a little dog but it's not at it's all not. It's like not. people think this shit's like like bro this is a whole life that you're bringing into this it's world crazy, yeah. you know and it's not about just like you know simple stuff like just like how you do with an animal you got to feed it Raise it. Um, well, not raise. Let's not say raise. Let's say you got to feed it, keep it safe, like typical stuff. But when it's an actual child, you have to like manifest the entire energy that you're going to put into that life once it's born. And you got to manifest that before they're born. You know, so my girl day to day, you know, she has uh, pain or she has her back uh, problems or, you know, she feels the baby kicking, you know. In that moment, in those times, it's important to connect because you do connect to her. And then once the baby's born, you know, they say that the connection is way more smoother. The transition to, you know, actually having them in your hands and all that stuff is less awkward, you know. And for the baby itself, like, it's just a a natural and, like, you know, smooth way to go about it. And people don't really discuss that. Like, they think it's like, you know, just, oh, you know, thankfully, I don't got to be, you know, out of the house all day, like working nine to five, like I'm an entrepreneur and I've afforded that so to myself from, you know, working hard and just, you know, being good with scheduling. So I'm basically, you know, available to whenever she kind of needs me. So that's a benefit. Um, but if it wasn't really for that, I guess it definitely would be a very heavy, heavy struggle. Cause like she randomly just needs me. Like right now she's probably texting me as we speak. Like that's how it is, you know? And I guess there are stories where it's the opposite where, when once a woman becomes pregnant, she hates the guy, and like she like, yeah. she doesn't want them around. Yep. And like it's like uh, even especially leading up to the actual birth, like the labor, going into labor, and the wife doesn't even want the the husband around. Like get out of here, your face hurt, uh, disgusts me. But with her, it's been the opposite. It's a blessing. Yeah. It's like it's like she's like attached to me, almost as if literally my child is like attached to me through her. Like he's, he's speaking through her. So, you know, have to cater yeah. to her needs 24-7. Yep. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's like a lot of dudes will look look at the conversation we're having right now as like, oh, this, these niggas are simping or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yo, like, we really got to normalize. And it's crazy that it hasn't been normalized. But, like, I just feel like the problem with, like, that situation is, like, I feel like dudes just have kids too young and they're not. Mm. No one's ready to have a kid. Let's be real. Yeah. And you're going to learn that, but if you're the right person, I feel like it, you, you just, something something inside you just, like, fucking just blossoms. For This yeah. is the corniest I've ever been on this podcast, but <laughs> people know that, like, I'm a dad first. So, like, something inside you just, like, turns on. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's unexplainable, to be honest. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just instinct that comes in, you know, like almost like an animal instinct. Like you see how these animals, these you know the the bear, the big bear protects the cubs, and like that whole mm-hmm. like you know natural you know f- uh, family energy. I think that you know we have to embrace that more, and, and especially coming from a male perspective, 
you know, I mean, it's always been a thing, though. Like, obviously, it's obviously even embracing a relationship, like, in the public's eyes, it becomes corny. Yeah. Unless you're, like, a rapper. Like, if it's Moneybag Yo and his girl, then, then it's fly. But if it's, like, homie down the street and his girl, you look at it like, what the fuck? Like, this, you know, you, you're young. What, you, yeah, live your, live yeah, your life. Yeah. Like, bro, what are you talking about? This is my life. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, then you can keep it a mystery if you want. No, I, I don't Planned mind. or unplanned? The baby was unplanned. Definitely unplanned. Wow. Yeah, it was unplanned. Um, I don't know. Like, it was a matter of we knew we were gonna have a child. Like, we wanted one. Of course, yeah. Um, Cause how many years has it been? Like, me and her, we've been together five years now. Word. You know, and I don't see myself with anyone else other than her. You know, so I always told myself, like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have a child with her. Like, why would I? Like, why would I even question it? But it was a matter of timing. You know, she's still in school. I recently just graduated in May, so that was taking up most of my time. And with school, it takes up most of her time. So I was like. You know, at least let's wait till she graduates. You know, hopefully she graduates this year if things, you know, align. So if we were to have one, it would have been probably within the next two years. <clears throat> Word. But I don't know. She really, you know, Getting she was married? she was taking her, she was taking her, uh, the pills. She was on the pill. Everything, everything was fine. But wow. I think she might have like forgot it one week. <laughs> you know, Damn. she forgot to pop it one week or something, you know, and it was what it was, you know. And we don't like pulling out like Latino. No, man. yeah, I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't pulled out maybe in ten years. Like I don't. Oh even, shit! Even in my previous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> my boy got the first NY made fucking <laughs> button of the night. Probably the first of many. Yo, that's crazy. To be honest, it's it's. I was always. I've always been that. Especially like, I'm a relationship guy. If I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. And especially if she has the. The pill, she's been taking it for a while, whatever. I trust and confide in that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's some people who, you know, they might go into the fight with two bulletproof vests. You know, they'll, they'll have the pill and then you take the, the wear the condom. No, I'm not part of that party, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that right there. Yo, I hear you that. Know? You just saw the cl you saw the video that I posted today. I, I might have. From I might have from the podcast. I was pretty much like, "Yo, I don't like condoms." I oh, said it <laughs> mad low, but I was like, "I don't like condoms." I feel like you said that in previous clips. Oh before. yeah, I've, I think I've made it pretty fucking known, right? And yeah. it's funny because like you, let's see, like you, you've been with your girl for five years. Like I, yeah. I just, I'm not the type to like really be. We're talking about relationship shit right now. Mm -hmm, I'm not mm -hmm. the type to like. I don't enjoy the single life because like. Number one, I just don't enjoy the single life. I don't like the whole, like, limbo, like, mm -hmm. just the chase, fucking with the strangers. Chase yeah, and, and just fucking around with strangers. It's a weird life to me. All yeah. power to, like, whoever lives it and who who's down for it or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely not a part of... Let me, let me like, be specific. I'm not part... I, I, I'm, I don't enjoy, like, the hoeing single life. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Especially because, like, part of me is, like, a simp, and I feel like the other part of me is, like... Yo, I just don't yeah. like pulling out, nigga. Like, <laughs> I don't, and I don't like wearing condoms. So, like, I need to get to know you. Obviously, yeah. when I'm getting to know somebody, I wear the rubber, whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm all for like, you know, protection in the sense mm -hmm. of like, you know, I got boys that they be raw dogging, but their <laughs> girls don't wear or don't use the pill. Yeah. Oh, and I'd be like, bro, you gotta. You guys strap up because you're going to have a baby a randomly. I've asked a few people this. Would you rather have a baby or an STD? And there's Ooh. no, it's no specific. It's kind of like wild card STD. A wild card STD? Average STD would probably be like chlamydia or, or like just something that's curable. 
Mm. So just keep that in mind. Like that's the average one, but there's could be that chance that you could get AIDS. So like, would you rather have an STD or a kid? Maybe. Damn. That's a tough one. It's tricky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. If I had Magic Johnson money, I might just say straight up S- STD. <laughs> what's up with that dude? STD, because yeah. he, he he might have the cure and no one Yo, knows. Like, what's up with that dude? No, one's ever, no one really questions that. No, I think he literally how, has the cure. Let me look up how old he is. He literally has to have the cure because, you know, he has children. They're famous. You know, they're in the public eye, but they never address, like, don't. If he has AIDS, sixty-one, doesn't he pass? Damn, yeah, doesn't he pass? Don't you pass on AIDS like your children? Isn't that how it works? I think so. I'm gonna look that up because I look up everything. I think that's how it literally is. Because what if it's not the case, and what is the fear of necessarily getting that AIDS other than obviously dying? The total life expectancy for it's for 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 someone with HIV is thirty-nine years. Wow. Yeah, he doubled. He's almost doubled that expectancy. That's fucking nuts. He has to have the cure. He has to have the cure. No one really talks about it, but it's something that you just know if you know. And he's only getting richer. So yeah. if he doesn't have the cure, he's going to get it soon. Mm-hmm. Because he's only he's getting richer. The he, Lakers. He only, He's a part, I think, owner of the Lakers. But I know he's a part owner of the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, that's fucking crazy. He's just getting richer. Richer and richer and richer. So that's that's something that has to be you if know you have the HIV intake if you have HIV intake the HIV and <laughs> take HIV medicine as prescribed throughout pregnancy and childbirth and give HIV medicine to your baby for f- four to six weeks. Wow. wow! Imagine that. So giving, they can avoid they can avoid so, it if they do that and give HIV medicine to your baby for four to six weeks after giving birth. Your risk of transmitting HIV to your baby can be one percent or less. Wow. See, I didn't know that. So you can literally avoid it. I mean, that's good, but imagine giving your kid, like, fucking HIV. Yeah, you would have to, uh, you would have to, damn, you would have to literally, like, be on top of that shit, though. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people become careless, especially if you're first, your first son, your first child, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that is But I wild. guess, yeah, I'll take the, the, in that case, since I know that fact, I'll take the, the STD before yeah. the baby. <laughs> I've always... <laughs> I feel like you might change. I'll, I'll we're, we'll do this again. I'm sure at some point, but like I'll, I'll we'll I'll take your answer after you have your baby. After after he's born. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh boy, what did you want? A boy. Um, I really didn't care. Like my girlfriend. That's the perfect answer. That's obviously everybody's answer. But like, yeah, you know, I feel like deep down we always, you know, we're like, oh, I want. Yeah, like my girl would always like say like she wanted a like a girl but then mm-hmm. she felt like it was a boy for some reason and then she had this whole like theory that it's a boy it's yeah. a boy and she would get mad at me because i really wouldn't care i'd be like no i really don't care like it's whatever it is you know it's fine with me i just want mm-hmm. the baby to be born healthy you know but since she cares so much i was like all right since you do care let's have a dope gender reveal and we had like that big fireworks Bro, that was thing. a fucking movie yeah appreciate <laughs> that it that was yeah. a movie <laughs> that she looked like a snyder cut that yeah, she was yeah, extra yeah. <laughs> With, with the dark, the dark tones. I had the little Joker Yo, dark tones. Word. Yeah, little dark it did, colors. It did. You knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. All I needed was some captions, and then that's it. Yeah. Now, nah, but yeah, I wanted to do it dope like that. You know, that way we can look back at that and be like, oh, that's that was fire. Mm-hmm. You know, some memorable shit. So, you know, I was like, all right, we'll do that. And it was a boy. You see the blue fireworks, but you know, it's really it's really about the baby being born and healthy. And to be honest, there's people who get to know the gender beforehand, but once the baby's born, sometimes. There's rare cases where it's not what it was predicted to be. Like the doctors, 
machines were just wrong and it ends up being a girl, completely a girl, like right there in the birth. And I'm like, oh, whoa, mm. you know, that literally has happened before too. So, you know, we just leave it all in God's hands, you know, especially now we've become more accustomed to, you know, gender neutral and then people transitioning and being opening open mm. to their own identity. So, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I, I'm not putting too much weight on it, you know, Yeah. to be honest. I don't. I don't care too much. Did you, with you being, because I just talked about this on the last episode, mm-hmm. and I, I explained on the last episode, it was, I didn't explain it in the clip that was on Instagram, which is, I know a lot of people, because podcasts are so, and I appreciate this regardless, like a lot of people with podcasts, like being kind of hard to listen to for some people, um, mm-hmm. even me sometimes, um, the IG clips are what people kind of rely on. So mm-hmm. the, I had a funny IG clip where I was kind of like, yo, like, People, people are getting mad at gender reviews right now. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. With you being kind of out there, but not kind of, you, you're pretty out there on, on YouTube. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. big. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, I definitely wanted to ask you some some more about that. But with you being on YouTube the way you are, did you get any type of like just any backlash at all about doing a gender reveal the way you did it? Or just ha- doing a gender reveal, period. Because I think that, and, and we could have, like, an open discussion about it right mm-hmm. here. Like, it's completely fine, whatever your beliefs are on it. But I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of people are shitting. There's a lot of people out there who are shitting on gender reveals in general because mm-hmm. of the whole, like, gender-neutral, I guess, movement, I guess you could say. They feel like it's almost, like, yeah. offensive for you, for anyone to have a gender reveal because you're assuming that your child is a boy. Yeah, I mean... You know, it definitely is something that, especially after having a gender reveal, I was thinking about it more. Like, I really wasn't, because like I said before, I really didn't care. It was really more for Mm -hmm, her. mm -hmm. So I really didn't care about planning it or going into it. But that was like, all right. I kind of kicked into like a high gear last moment Mm -hmm. and went all out. I was like, all right, so you want to do it? Let's go above and beyond. But, you know, after having it, I really didn't, you know, because my YouTube uh, audience really mostly lives on YouTube because that's where the, the most following is. So we haven't really discussed it on YouTube at all. I, I plan on but doing they don't, it. They follow, I'm assuming they but follow But they definitely you. follow. Yeah. They definitely follow. Because you guys um, put your IGs on the, on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, yeah. definitely. They definitely follow. But it's like, it's hard to understand. Like, like when you're in that world, you see it more and you understand it more like how, like the YouTube world, like that's like, there's literally, like I posted it on Twitter and on Instagram that I'm having a child, but I haven't posted it like a clip or a video on YouTube. So, like, there's probably the majority of the fans don't really know at all because mm-hmm. they don't really check unless they're really die hard and they're up to date. They really don't check. You know, I can notice that because randomly I'll get, like, a, a message on a, or a comment on a post from, like, two weeks ago. They'll be like, what? You're having a baby? Yeah. I just logged on Instagram. What? I even know. I've been on social media. Like, that type of energy, you know. So, I haven't... um. All I've seen has been positive stuff. So it's because it's been like it's, it hasn't transitioned into like that YouTube world fully. It's been just like the main supporters, the friends, the family. So it's been really positive. Um, but I did see like a random someone like quote retweeted the the the, the reveal in like a positive light, like a stranger, and, I, and it was dope. But then someone responded to them. But it was like a random like you know these weird accounts that yeah, really don't yeah, even yeah. have an avatar or nothing. Yeah, and they don't even have really much of a following or personal photos. Just those random accounts. Um, like burner accounts and then someone was responding to them like sort of like saying what you like that sort of topic like oh but we really we really shouldn't be doing gender reveals no more like that whole type of idea and I, I looked at that and I was like wow like I was like 
okay, I understand where they're coming from. But I was like, oh, I didn't expect it to, you know, because first of all, I don't know you. You know, it's it's my child. You know, I do whatever I would like to do with my child, and that's it. You know, and that's how it should be, especially when it's so. This fucking a child. That's that's you close. Didn't watch the video on IG today, and you said what I said. Oh yeah. So I literally said, "It's not your fucking." I literally said verbatim, "It's not your fucking kid." Oh wow, see, and that's how I feel immediately. I feel I talked about this on the podcast last week. I feel like everything is so extreme. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people agree. I think that some things are a long time coming, but I also think that some things are a little too extreme. And I, I say extreme in a sense that we can't have like a common, we we can't just like agree to disagree anymore. We can't have like a common, uh, reach a common ground. Like pretty crazy. I feel like you can have your beliefs on like someone else in this room, right? Mm -hmm. You can have your beliefs on like, I don't respect gender reveals. I think you're just assuming the gender or whatever. Me and Sound can sit here and be like, you know what? I believe in, uh, I believe in boy or girl, and yeah. I'm going to do this gender reveal, boy or girl, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a, a lot of people are favoring, um, a lot of people are favoring that, like, oh, we, we have to just dead boy or girl. Yeah. And it's like, if some people believe in that, it's almost like, you know, and I'm not the most religious person, but it's almost like religion. Like what you, we can't take, I'm not the most religious person. And I'll sit here and say, we can't take religion away from people. We yeah. can't, we can't sit here and take away beliefs that people have had for, for, for fucking billions and billions of years. Like yeah. just because somebody, you know, a movement, a group of people are like, yo, like fuck that. We don't believe in that anymore. Yeah. And it kind of is weird to me. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, bro. And I, and I, again, I, I respect anybody's opinion who comes on here. Everybody knows I'm very opinionated so they come mm-hmm. on here knowing that yeah, definitely. i just feel like it's too much like and i and i played a clip on here last week um from you know sarah silverman she's a comedian 100%, yeah, yeah. she's a she's been super open about and i respect the shit out of it she's been super open about being a democrat mm-hmm. and um but being like associated with the democratic party and like she even said she was like you know like i'm i'm kind of like I'm kind of over being a part of like this party. She was like, I kind of don't want to be associated with any party because she even said it. And I respected the shit out of it because I feel like a lot of people in Hollywood comedians and yeah, you don't really see it a lot from rappers, which is, which is kind of like surprising, like rappers that we grew up with, like Kanye Mm -hmm. and Lil Wayne and shit. Like they're more Republican side. Yeah. But a lot of people in Hollywood and comics and stuff like that, they're very Democrat. So it was just, she, and, and she's like, for the woman, for Democrats, but she came out and she on her podcast and she was like, yo, like, I don't want to be associated with this party because of how extreme things are. And I got into that. I remember yeah. a, a conversation from the barbershop came up about um, gender reveals and how that triggers people now. And it's like, you just, you just mentioned, it's crazy how you just mentioned that. And it's like, that's something, that's a topic that was just brought up last week. And that person on Twitter, right? Like, why can't you said it best? And I and I said this last week, which is crazy. Like, yeah. it's your kid. That's what you believe in. That's what you and that's what you and wifey believe in. Like, that's yeah. what you guys wanted to do. Yeah. It's and if one day, you know, if someday possibly like your son is like, you know what? I want to go a different route. That's it's not that you're not OK with it. It's just like, you know what? This is what I believe in. You were born this way and, and you cross that bridge when you get there. If you get 100 percent. I think a primary example of that right now is uh, Dwayne Wade, the situation with his son, who's now 
you know, transitioning to being a, his daughter, which uh-huh. is, it is his daughter right now, you know, and then like how, you know, I would imagine we randomly just face scrutiny, but him being in like in the midst of like all that macho man, NBA, basketball mm-hmm. sort of energy and then having to deal with that, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because he becomes an adversary and a voice for that movement. But at the same time, he's probably so stressed out about it. You know, he recently just did a podcast yesterday and he was talking about it, you know, but man, at the end of the day, it's crazy. This is, um, it's really all a deeper conversation because, you know, people, people just will always have their opinions and we have to realize that, but there's, there's this, there's this thing that the internet, specifically Twitter, does a lot where it's like this sort of like, um, they call it, I think, groupthink, like groupthink and like when people follow the gr- the crowd. So it's like you sort of lean your opinion towards whoever gets the most positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not really your opinion, you'll sort of sway it that way just to get that, you know, that like, that retweet and that sort mm-hmm. of more of attention and like, oh, here's the crowd clapping for you. it's not even you. just on Twitter, but I could yeah. see how Twitter, like, motivates you to do I deactivate yeah. my Twitter just because. Yeah. I'll, be on, I'll be back on for, like, promotional pur- purposes, obviously, yeah. but. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Like, Twitter is, like, the best and worst, like, social media invented because the simple concept is, like, when you go to tweet, it says, what's on your mind? And that's such a powerful question and mm-hmm. a, a dangerous question because there's billions of people in this world. What's really on our mind? Like you, you don't want to get into our mind and then people just tweet shit randomly <coughs> and then they face scrutiny. Like I can be right here. I'll be like, um, like, uh, man, I really hate white Crocs. Like I hate white Crocs, <laughs> you know, but I could be, I'm talking to you in person. So I might be just joking. Yeah. But then if I tweet it, someone might be like, damn, why do you hate white Crocs? Yeah. They get so You got pressed. something against black Crocs. Yeah. Like, whoa, like, what? what is this not even, like, they'll, they'll, they'll make it about something that is not really what you're trying to, and then you, you're you stuck there trying to defend yourself for just a simple thought, you know, that you just tweeted in that moment. But it goes to show you the power of words. But it's like, at the same time, is it really power or is it stupidity? Like, people, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Like, I face it all the time. Like, I love tweeting, but I just hate Twitter. Like, I like using it and I like putting my thoughts out there and I use it for promotional purposes and it's the thing that's gathered to me gathered me the most like attention online like you can randomly get uh viral on Twitter more than any social media platform but it's like at the same time you fall in the hands of scrutiny mm-hmm. you know we went a uh, viral with the the weekend reaction and then the weekend retweeted us and and then there was a bunch of Random like young uh, little girls like why uh, or white white girls young white girls like why why are they saying the n word oh my god why why are they saying the n word and then there was like a whole crowd <laughs> was like a whole crowd agreeing with them like what whoa yeah why are they saying the n word and it was a whole other crowd that was like um they're Dominican um they're black um they Afro Latin like they have African like blood like. Like, it's obvious it's to the point that if The Weeknd retweeted us, I'm pretty certain, A, he's seen multiple videos, and B, he knows that we're black. Like, he's mm-hmm. not going to, like, make himself. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were to do some dumb shit like that, B, of, like, white guys saying some shit like that, mm-hmm. and then The Weeknd retweets it, not only would we be fucked, he would be fucked. So, like, you know, but that's the internet for you. Like, there's that. That's sort of like people who want to make shit and political. It's funny how you said white girls because I feel like it's always, and I just brought this up too, like it's always yeah. 
the race or the group of people that are not part of the group. Like, people get offended on behalf of the people that they're not. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> and that's just it's crazy corny. to me. It's weird. It's people weird. get offended on behalf of the people that they're not. And then those people are not offended. Because yeah. they know, we're, we're, you know, you, your background is... Yeah. The, Dominican and I'm fully Dominican. Fully Dominican. I'm fully Dominican both yeah. sides. I'm fully Dominican both sides. Definitely probably some Haitian blood cuz my yeah, yeah, yeah. my grandparents on my mom's side have like a lot of a lot of a lot of that's Haitian always, cousins. That's always a possibility, but regardless even if you were just straight Dominican like that's yeah. there's Dominicans, Puerto Ricans like they you're still yeah. You know, there's still that that history. So it's just like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like I and I never had to like confirm or deny it with myself because i always grew up that way like i have uncles who are darker skinned than my actual mm-hmm. black friends like mm-hmm. i've always grown up knowing like who i am and what i am but in this age that we are you know where everything sort of needs to be explained 300 times like you know i definitely have done the due diligence of you know researching my own you know bloodline and looking at my heritage and you know doing the whole classic ancestry shit mm-hmm. and that shit i think i a lot of people definitely should do it more because you definitely learn more about yourself you know so at least there is some sort of this discovery conversation happening like oh you know in the midst of the judging it's like oh find out actually what you really are and what where you really come from but the the whole misconception of you know just people, just their opinions and like just rush, rushing to judgment rather than action, mm-hmm. actually asking the question, you know, even them in that moment that like, people who just randomly comment, even though they're random people, you know, really doesn't really matter. But at the same time, it's like, why don't they have the mindset of like, oh, what are they like? Oh, what is like asking rather than just like going straight forward to like, mm, this is wrong immediately. But it's like because they probably feel that way. They they see the whole even with the Black Lives Matter movement, they see that. So they maybe uh, them being, you know, maybe young, naive girls, they want to join that real quick. They're like, oh, I want to get on the right side. It's like, no, you look really crazy, actually, because you, you sound dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, and it's it's it happens way more more than often. I see all the times with other celebrities and shit. And I just sit back and just be like, wow, this shit's this shit's crazy. You were at a Black Lives Matter protest, the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. Very peaceful one in Providence. Yeah. You went on Instagram live. So even if you weren't there, you know, you, if you weren't there, a lot of anybody who was anybody was watching it on sounds live and anybody's live. Yeah. So the perfect example of the whole entire thing was peaceful. Yeah. I mean, Gina praised it for being peaceful. Many praised it for being peaceful. There was mm-hmm. cops there that I saw personally who were even respecting people for keeping it peaceful and even do, uh, you know hugging people or or taking a knee with people whatever mind you in the middle of a pandemic yeah at the very end you saw groups of i hate to say it but i'm i, I call a spade a spade i do this with my own culture i, I just yeah. call shit how i see it at the end of at the end of the whole thing, you see white people kind of antagonizing cops. Yeah, and that's another example. It's like, dude, like we just had this whole peaceful thing, and now it's like, oh, like fuck you or fuck you. G-. You heard so much crazy shit, like oh yeah. fuck you, Gina, fuck the police, and and it's like, yo, like, that shit's well, crazy. You you have, let's be. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a big mental health. 
I think I'm a big mental health like guru, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better word. I think everyone goes through shit mentally when they see shit in the news, when they see shit in the media or whatever. Mm-hmm. But personally, it's like one of those things where where going back to what we said earlier, it's like you have no real physical like pain or anything you really went through from this. So it's like you're getting offended on behalf of us. And while doing so, you're kind of like, they, I feel like they do it for the wrong season, the, the, the wrong reasons. They do it for clout. They do it for just to, just for whatever personal reason. And it's like, you're yeah. starting shit that we don't even want started. We did this whole peaceful protest. And how was that like for you just to see that, just to see that go down? Because I know that you are, you're very like good at, um, the, People look to, I know that for, I know for sure that people look to you. I haven't been on Twitter, but I know that you share your tweets on like Instagram and shit. People look to your Twitter and your Instagram for like news, um, news with pop culture news with, uh, like locally. Yeah. And so I know that you were just sharing that when you were on live, but how was that? How, what were your like emotions seeing that like in person? I mean, man, it was definitely, a. Uh it was a powerful time in my life. That that whole, you know, I always I always would say that was always obviously for the Black Lives Matter movement and a part of it, you know, since the, you know, since it was created, since it started. You can argue that it always has existed, but it's just now it's been in a form where it's been more organized and there's a name to it, but it's just, you know, standing up for what you believe in, mm-hmm. you know, protecting your people and supporting your people. But when it came to this city you know, specifically last year, I felt like there was like a lacking of like people would report it, but it would be like the white media, like the, you know, the typical stuff that, you know, if you're an older person at home, you'll watch channel 12 and you'll see it, but not, but not really anybody in our community, especially sort of people that kind of look up to even local, just like local celebrities or local rappers, whatever. They really weren't like promoting it or pushing for it. And Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, damn, there seems to be like a, a sense of misinformed, you know, crowds amongst everyone. You know, I know everyone's quarantined and it's COVID, but it's like, yo, there's real shit happening outside of your door. And, you know, you're really not partaking or even at least, you know, supporting even from home. Like, you don't even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nah, I'm going to take it upon myself and, like, just post this shit more. I really don't care. You know, people might think it's corny to... He's going hard. (laughs) Yeah, he's feeling it, right? Yo, People might think it's corny to an extent or whatever, but I would post it in my own like dope way, something that it would be, you know, quick, concise, informative, gets to the point, and it was really effective. You know, um, it started with just like posts on my story, but then I would actually like bullet point um, actual like um, uh, weekly news like uh, uh, summaries on Twitter, and that shit got so much traction. I was like, oh my god! Like I would get random DMs from like. Uh, companies and local news stations, even in Massachusetts, would like just message me either information for me to repost or information or asking for information from this city, to, like for me directly, like, oh, they heard something happen in Providence or in Rhode Island, they would ask me. And I'll be like, yo, what the hell? And I guess because they obviously, perception is everything. So they see the numbers, they see the larger followers than most accounts, especially in a local level. And they see like the bio, like, oh, this guy must be important. He has, he has a lot of views and stuff. You know, and they see, like, I guess the professionalism in the post, like the posts where, you know, it wasn't really gimmicky. It wasn't even biased. It was non-biased. It was just straight to the point. It wasn't really trying to be opinionated with it. 
if anything, I would add my opinion to it after, but I would make those certain posts just very, you know, this is what I'm going to repost everywhere, and this is what people really care about. And that's the that shit got a lot of steam, a lot of traction, and it was in the midst of, obviously, COVID, but then the Black Lives Matter movement that was actually happening here. They were doing protests and stuff here, you know, so I would post updates about that whenever there was a rally, you know, I coincided it with my updates online and people wouldn't hit me up like, yo, when's the next rally or this and that? Or like, where is it going to happen? What time? <clears throat> you know, uh, and we would sort of help each other out. And like, it was it was a really dope moment, man. I loved it. Um, And, you know, being in the midst of all that, you know, all the protests and everything. It really reminded me because I really had a feeling already, like I've always thought like, damn, like the youth is like the future because it's obvious, you know, the youth yeah. is literally the future. But mm -hmm. it's like, yo. The youth, especially locally, is the future. Like, at all these rallies, it was younger kids, like, standing up and, like, talking and, like, saying poems and, like, crying on, on, on camera, on the mic, and, like, just being very, like, like, they knew that they had, they had to be there. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, these young kids are, like, in high school still, some in middle school. Like, there was even younger kids in that, like, element, like, young as little girls, like, just talking on the mic, even if it was, like, on some, like, you really couldn't comprehend what she was saying. You get the energy, like, just because she was a little emotional and stuff and her mother wanted to bring her up. But, like, they were speaking more for us than our actual local leaders and, like, our actual, you know, entertainers and people that people think they're cool and stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm watching this right before my eyes. Like, and, you know, thank God I was able to, like, actually captivate it and, you know, capture it on camera and repost what I could and, you know, make it get the attention that it got. But... You know, that shit was, like, crazy. Like, I had a couple clips that went viral, and I would help people, like, go viral because I just knew it was really viral-worthy. Like, the world needs to see this. This is happening here in the city, smallest state in the country, but the world needs to see this. And, you know, I was I was a good instrument in that process. But, yeah, man, that, that shit was crazy, you know. I, I even got to the point, like, um, uh, one of the biggest rappers out of here uh, is my boy. I grew up with him, Bunyan, but he goes by King OSF. Mm -hmm. So King OSF even hit me randomly. Like he would call me and FaceTime me randomly like, yo, your posts are inspiring me, man. Like that, that shit is crazy. Like these protests, I love what you're doing. Like, and he made a song about it. He's like, yo, I'm, I had to go. I'm in a studio right now. I had to make a song about the, what you're doing. Like I made this song and he made it like a George Floyd song, like dedicating it to him and his family and the proceeds were donated, donated to them. So, you know, when I saw like, damn, my shit, I'm just doing this shit cause I love it, but it's actually impacting people. It was like, you know, you know, this is dope, you know, but it's like, do I consider myself necessarily an activist per se? I'm not really, I don't really put a title to it. It's just like kind of just go with my natural instincts. Like if I feel like I really need to support this and I go about it, then I do it. You know, there was a, a local, a local company that was selling CMOS and then the local, the local news stations were like portraying them as like, they they were selling something that was like giving defects to people and like some bullshit like a whole fake story and it was actually one of my friends like i actually knew the woman uh the cuban woman and i reached out to her I was like yo what the hell is going on and then i was able to interview them and then sort of like change the narrative and actually get down to the the, the actual facts and then have the actual uh rhode island health uh department visit them and then help them sort of like change the whole really narrative and now i think they're getting the business back up and running you know go. so stuff like that you know i sort of just do it naturally without the necessarily like wanting that pat on the back like wow he's a good guy it's just like no i think we just in life we just gotta do these sort of things like naturally like help each other out 
because you never really know like what could happen in the future. Like mm-hmm. you never know if you could be nothing or if that person that you might think you're more than right now actually surpasses you in life and they make it maybe can help you out in the future when you're actually in need of help. You know, so you always have to look out for one another because, you know, that shit, especially if you do the opposite, if you fuck up someone, if you do some bullshit, that shit comes to haunt you. Like I've seen it done to my to me. I've seen it done to others like that shit happens. So I always try to be with that sort of like, you know, that sort of responsible energy. So when it came to that stuff locally, man, I honed in on that shit, man. Like that Black Lives Matter stuff that that day specifically that you were talking about earlier was crazy because, you know, it really was that. Like even one of my friends, like Cameron, one of my friends, uh, one of my close white friends, she was like there and like really going hard. And I was like, yo, like we got to you got to back up like they're really about to hit you. Like, yeah, you can you think like I get the whole energy like, you know, there was people, white guys literally there with signs that would say like. I'm white. Stand behind me. And it's like, I get what oh, you're trying to say. Yeah, like, no, you're trying to use your that. privilege to, like, help us. But it's like, bro, we can't afford that luxury to even do it ourselves. So it's like, we don't even feel comfortable being here. Once they start pulling guns out, <clears throat> we're going to start heading out of here. And that's the last thing that needs to happen, right? I'm sure it has happened. Not that it's been reported on. I, at least I don't I haven't seen it. Yeah. But that's the last thing that needs to happen is, like, to to have a white person fuck it up. Oh at man! One of those things, you know, like to to trigger the, and it's crazy to think about, bro. Like, you, again, it's the whole like I'm offended on behalf of, and it's like you don't get it. Yeah, you yeah. Ne- you'll never get it. I feel like it's a force at that point. Yeah, man, and I, I get it because in a sense of like, you want to use, you want you want to help, you know, but you're better off just trying to understand and and actually question things and like. Maybe instead of doing it your way, maybe ask, how can I help? Like you, you're more, you should be better. You're better off being that sort of like, you know, person who doesn't know much, like embrace your naiveness, you know, your misinformedness, your ignorance and like ask like, how how can I help this movement? How Mm -hmm. can I help you guys? Like, what can I do? And then go about your actions instead of doing it the other way around because you're just going to end up looking dumb, you know, and it happens a lot. It happens in politics. It happens with celebrities. It happens on a local level, you know. And that shit, that shit is just crazy, man. That day, that day specifically was nuts. Um, Gina like settled it. The governor here in Rhode Island settled it. She figured it out. She kind of came out and like made people calm down, thankfully. Uh, but that shit was bound to. It was really escalating pretty quickly. You know, the craziest day was though, which I was at, was when they it reached national news. Like when they did the the mall riots. Like they they broke into yeah. the mall. Yeah. And they really just, it it was just crazy. Like they fucked up all downtown, but that was not, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like I was there. That was not Black Lives Matter. That was, most of the people there was like not even from here. Like they were out of towners. They were like a bunch of like Massachusetts people. Like there was people literally like honking at me. And like if we were driving or something, they'll be around and they'll be like, oh, yo, do you know where this store is at? Or where's the sneaker store in downtown? Y'all ain't got any. Like they'll be like obviously out of towners. And I was like. This is crazy. Like there's, there was literally, literally vans of people, full of people, and they would come out, open the van, open the van door, and then pop out. We're like fully suited up, like covered fully with like a backpack. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that going on? That was the craziest on? time to me because it's like, yo, we're already going through a fucking pandemic. Yo, that shit was crazy. And then they, I remember when, because I, I was there, because my my idea going there, I was like, I want to go because I want to document this, and on top of this, I want to like. If I can, and I have the ability to maybe help people because there's going to be people who are going to be caught up, 
you know, maybe some young kids who are doing that shit because they're following the crowd or some shit. They think they're going to get a free iPad and shit, but they're going to, you know, unfortunately, maybe get shot, you know, or yeah, some shit nah, happens because that's, these that's cops the don't play. Shit. Obviously, they don't fuck around. They don't give a fuck about us. So if you're freaking antagonizing them, throwing mazel tabs at them and shit, like, what do you think is going to make them even do mm-hmm. even more? So, you know, but it, it didn't reach, it reached a level of tear gas. So they were throwing tear gas like crazy. And I remember that shit. I couldn't fucking breathe. That shit was a crazy. Bunch of fucking white people from out of state wanted Yo. to play GTA and then get yeah, the they thought that shit was Grand Theft Auto. The wasted, the wasted thing at the end, bro. That was some of the most painful pain I felt in my life when that mm. tear gas hit me. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I thought like my face was melting. I was like, "What the hell?" But Jesus. that shit, that shit was a, it was a hell of a moment though. At least we got to see, you know, for better or worse, it's some beauty. There's some beauty in it. That photo of like um. The Providence police car on fire. Like, that was that was a crazy moment. Yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. Like, seeing that actually happen, I was like, <clears throat> wow. Like, they really did that. They really and did it that. pains me because I don't know what, what I might sound like, and I've I've talked about it before, but oh, that's outside. someone's out here running, running on rims. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. It, it pains me because, like, I have family, I have friends, I have clients mine which all of my clients i i look at as friends at the barbershop yeah but <clears throat> aside from the weird fucking walk-ins who stink that's <laughs> but <laughs> i have friends and family and clients who are cops and then mm. like i understand the i understand it from both sides my minorities obviously i've been through shit in new york i you know i, I haven't oh yeah that's, that's what's worse Thank God I have never been through anything physically, but I've been through... I've gotten kicked off the chain, the train twice. Once. Wow. Both times because... One time it was because I was looking at a cop funny, and another time because me and my boy were, like, fucking with each other, and yeah. we were, like, play fighting, and they were... They, they literally, like, get... And no one was amping it at all. It wasn't like it was anything that was amped up. Oh, get off the train. I'm like, I live on one... Si- we were on, like... 132nd. Oh, man. And it's like, like we're getting ready to be on 135th, and I'm getting ready to go to Washington Heights. And it's like, I live on 169th, and it's like, no, get off the train now. I don't care. Oh, shit. Scorting me out. No, no, no. So it's like, and it was it both times white cops. So it's like, I get it. There, There's bad, there's very fucking bad cops that are out there. But it's like, yo, let's also think about the fact that we're all human. Like, mm-hmm. it, it definitely pains me to see for sure. Like, just, it pains me to see any type of, like, human on human like violence or or you know violence or even physical or verbal like anything that's where we're disrespecting one another where we're being disgusting towards one another yeah it's it's fucked up to me it's definitely triggering so yeah it's a it's a it's really a catch-22 man because we can say obviously fuck all cops and Mm -hmm. you know but we definitely do need them mm-hmm. because there's the same people who say fuck cops, but then they call the cops, you know, when they need them, you know, that's real. someone breaks in your house and shit. What are you going to do? You can just call the homies. Like mm-hmm. you might obviously call the fucking cops because like they broke into your fucking house yeah. and you, you don't know what the fuck to do, especially if it's the first time it happens. You're like, Oh, let me call the cops. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's definitely a cash 22. I think obviously when it comes to like the black lives matter movement and most of the people, Especially in like in the higher up positions when they speak about being even the whole concept of like defunding the police, when they speak about that, they really don't say like where where it can be misinterpreted as like the fully uh fully elimination of the police. 
um, the concept of defunding the police was like formed from just like a way of penalizing the cops. So like literally defunding, which means like taking some money away from their budgets, you know, because there's a lot of cases in Rhode Island, especially we see it where there's like an excessive amount of money budgeted to the uh, police force, but it's not really used. So it's like money that's just there, you know, so it's like, do they really, what, what's going on with that money? You know, especially because it's taxpayers' money, this is actual uh, residents. So like, you know, they, they've always played with the concept of like, oh, like taking some money away from the cops, but then the Black Lives Matter movement embraced this sort of defunding the police where it's like, Yes, taking away money from the cops as a penalty because of the crimes that they might commit, you know, themselves on the actual residents, you know. And then a lot of people would play with that. Like, I even hear, like, um, I've heard Joe Rogan speak about it a lot. And, like, they think it's, like, um, what's the other word other than de- defunding? There's another word. It's, like, literally just, like, uh, like they, they even made, like, a whole hashtag, like, something about, like, ACAB, ab- abolish abolish uh, yeah, yeah. all cops or some shit, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like, a, just like literally just um, like actually taking them all away. And obviously that, that, that's not the, that shouldn't be the narrative because it's mm-hmm. not really, it's not really realistic. You know, uh, it's not realistic at all. Like if it were to happen, we would not be happy with the results, but it's because it comes from the pain and anger that we feel when we do see someone that looks like us and they get hurt or killed literally mm-hmm. by a cop you say fuck all cops because it's like that they're tied to that. And even fundamentally the concept of policing and that whole, you know, creation of policing was like, you know, was people who would gather up and, you know, actually do, you know, racist things or like police, police, uh, the blacks and like be like sort of that sort of like, you know, white Lieutenant energy, you know? So, you know, you can, sort of understand where it comes from fen- fundamentally that sort of pain of like fuck cops and shit especially when you see it uh like relevant every day if you see it like recently it happens you're gonna feel that way but um realistically and objectively you just gotta like realize like nah that's not really that's not the solution i think the solution uh overall really is just like reforming the police, fixing it within the police form. You know, I've, I've spoken to cops, you know, and I've literally have had conversations even via email, like longer conversations of like, you know, what's going on in their uh, actual, you know, group station district and what they can do to change it. You know, a lot of things I do suggest is like having cops that are from, you know, if we're in Cranston now, having Cranston cops that grew up there actually being cops, you know, that way they're at least familiar with the neighborhood and they're not going into you know, someone's neighborhood that they never even knew of, or if there's like old residents there, they don't even recognize them. Like, because then they're obviously going to come into it with more aggression or more like, like stunness. And they're going to maybe do something that they might regret even more. The chances, chances are higher, obviously, if you're walking into somewhere you've never been. But if you're from there, you know, that's your, your background, your, your hood, you know, your family, or you might have, you know, maybe some friends, you go into it, you know, way, way less like, you know, attentive and you're just more, you're more like, all right, I'm going to give people, you know, not a full on chance, but more like a, all right, I know him. So I know he really didn't mean this or this and that, you know, you kind of go into, into it better and it feels more safer for everyone involved. Cause if you recognize the cop, you're like, oh, that's, um, you know, that's this person. Oh, that's Joey, the blah, blah, blah. You know, so it just feels more natural. And a lot of cops there for it, but it's really not really up to them. It's up to their sergeants, their lieutenants, like the higher ups. Yeah, that's what we you don't know. realize too. It's a lot of way more work than um 
you know, just a snap <coughs> of a finger or more than a tweet, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just tweet it and it happens, but I'm all for the movement, you know, I'm all for, for, you know, reforming change definitely has to happen. You know, that I'm always for that. It's just a matter of, you know, just not following the crowd with your opinions and like actually educating yourself. Like, so, you know, just in general, right? Like just because you have that, like just like how I have my platform and people kind of come. Yeah. It's weird because we're kind of, we're nobody's living. We're somebody's, but we're also nobody's living in Providence. I'm very real. Yeah. So it's like people, people still, you know, we have our platforms. People come to us with for our opinions and shit. What are your, like you mentioned that we have to change and I believe that we have to change in a lot of ways, but what are your thoughts on like the state of the world? Or I think, I don't know if it's this way all over the world, but what are your thoughts on the state of like America at the very least, where everything is going back to what I talked about earlier, where everything is very extreme. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things where yes, we need to have, we need to make changes and we have made changes, but, and there's still a lot of work to be done, but there's also the, the part where, like we talked about earlier, where things are too extreme. What do you, what is your opinion on like the state of how we think in America for the most part right now? I think, man, it's definitely, um, it's going through stages right now of like sort of finding its sort of balance because of, especially the, the major transition of even, you know, the hierarchist of all ups, the president, you know, mm-hmm. Trump leaving office now, there's sort of this energy of, you know, sort of people sort of finding themselves like you voted, especially a lot of first time voters, like you voted for Biden, but you really don't understand politics. You just voted just to vote. And now you're like, kind of like, oh, what's going on? Like, what's happening? But then there's also these people who actually are really invested into politics or at least educated like myself. Like, I know what's going on basically mm-hmm. at all times. Um, it's so funny how like we like, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but like. I understand politics. Yeah. I feel like people talk to me sometimes. They're like, yo, you love politics. Like, you know your shit. You're reading or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. I understand politics, but I don't like it. Like, I'm not into Yeah, because yeah, I, think, I think politics is, like, very reminiscent of basically everything in life. Like, there's similarities between boxing and wrestling. Like, there's similarities between uh, politics. Uh, did I say boxing? Boxing and wrestling? I mean, politics and wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like I said boxing for some reason. Politics and wrestling and politics. Uh, boxing fans off. Yeah. <laughs> politics and everything, you know, like, um, I think th- there was a silver lining in Trump being president because it, it made, like, a lot of the real colors of people were being shown. Oh, 100%. Like, a lot of the real opinions and stuff. Like, he made a lot of people... Well, literally the group, the Proud Boys, like he literally made people more prouder than ever to say their opinion, even if it was, you know, uh, uh, politically incorrect. Like they'll state it because, you know, we have such a cocky president, yes, unfiltered, exactly, exactly. you know, and they were really out there. So we at least got that moment of like, we got, you know, we got, all right, we know not to really fuck with you because you're, yeah. you're kind of, kind of crazy. You're not, you're not just opinionated. You're actually crazy. You know, you saw those crazies pop up in the midst of all that, but. Um, he definitely did a lot of damage in the time that he was president, you know, really was a lot of things that did affect a lot of families, whether it's the actual immigration policies and all that stuff where, you know, it affected millions of millions of families across the, across the world at that point. So 
you know, it's it's a uh, it, it's a crazy moment right now. There's a there's a sense of I what I've seen most 2021 is like censorship, like a sense of like um even it started with like the end of the year when they were like censoring Trump and like a lot of people's opinion on that. Like what? They took Twitter away from Trump. They can take Twitter away from anyone then. Like what? We can't let this happen. I hate him, but it's like what? And then like there's this audience of like, well, you know, some people feel like, well, it's it's Twitter, you know, it's not it's a it's a privately owned company. It's public, but they really have, you know, you sign the user agreement when you sign up. So they have the ability to lock your account, take your account oh, yeah, at any yeah, moment 100%. they want. It don't matter who you are. Exactly. So it's not really a free it's not free speech is free speech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But free speech is this. Like we're here. And he also had four years of free speech exactly. where he had multiple situations where he made fun of one of them exactly. making fun of someone with mental disabilities. So it's Exactly. I feel like though, and this is me kind of still kind of making a prediction just because it's only been so long that Biden's been in office. Yeah. But I oh, like I feel like days. I feel like regardless of who it was, whether it was Biden or Bernie or whoever, I feel like with in 2021, we were going to go, if, if Trump was going to lose, we were going to go, f- I feel anyway, we were going to go from one extreme to the next. Yeah. I think that personally, I, I mean, I would hope, um, I say hope because I don't really actually think mm-hmm. um, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that hopefully somebody steps up and it's like somebody who's very down the middle and, and, it's somebody that we we have to do the work for that though. I feel like we're not yeah. down the middle right now. There's some of us yeah. who, like myself, who are very like our opinions are all over the place and very like both sided. Mm-hmm. But most of America right now, between the Trump the, the the Trumpies who were very salty and still very like pressed that he lost and he's not our president anymore, yeah. and the hardcore Democrats who you just spoke on, like very like. You know what? I'm not gonna vote off of off of uh, any type of research or any type of uh, you know really looking into what party I really associate myself with or whatever. It's more yeah. so. You know what? I hate Trump. Hating Trump is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, loving Biden is cool. I'm gonna vote Biden, and you know we're riding the Biden train. And it's like you don't understand how much goes into this stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, man. And even going back to Twitter, like I remember I tweeted, I think I said something like um, it was during the the debates, like Trump versus Biden. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, don't let these debates be like you're all 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 be all. Like if yeah, you're just watching yeah. these debates and like you're you're gonna vote on your president based off these debates, like do your research. And there's some people who got offended by that. Like, what do you mean? It's obviously against Trump. And it's like. Well, yeah. First of all, I already voted. I did the early vote, so I'm already my vote's already in. I'm already I already voted for Biden. That's not my point. You know, I'm not trying to advocate for Trump. My point is that we have to be objective. Like at the same time, you're voting for Biden, but know why you're voting for him. I personally voted for him because I liked his policies that he was saying beforehand going into it. Like I liked what he was literally standing for and some of the things he literally implemented it already within his uh 100 days but i definitely can argue that a lot of the stuff has been a bit unorganized and it's like rushed like even the whole um everything that's going on right now with the wall so like stopping the construction of the wall which i'm all for but then there's like a there was really no much not much planning to it so now there's like there's 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 which is a good thing. Obviously, I'm all I'm all for people coming into the country. I think I think that that's a, a fucking idiocracy that, you know, we place 
literally uh, like borders or even if they're not literally there, but like figuratively borders, like you can't come into this. Like it's a free world. We should be able to travel wherever we want to travel. But obviously there's there's more to it than that. It's not as simple as that might sound. And because of him stopping the construction of the walls, there's been like a higher, way higher percentage of people, especially from South America, coming into America at those like open points. And this and it's by such a high number that it's like dangerous because there's a lot of people losing their lives. Like there's a bunch of whole families, a bunch of kids, you know, being rushed into this this situation that you know they planned on it, they want it because they want a better life. But it's like now it's happening at an expedited uh you know rate because they're trying to take advantage of the moment, which they should. But it's like they don't realize like yo like they're probably over there with confused cops, confused border patrol. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So they might shoot you without having to really shoot you. That's not protocol, but like they might do that. You know, they, they, there's, there's so many crazy stories right now that's been happening of those type of similar situations. And it's like, you know, I was all for his plan of like, you know, stopping the building of the wall, but it's like, he kind of rushed that and did that without any planning. So it's like, you know, you might have voted for this person for such a, you know, such a change that you wanted and something that you think, oh, it sounds good on paper. But when it actually happens, you see like, damn, maybe we shouldn't we should have, you know, put the brakes on that and like done it more organized and like, you know, actually put more thought into it. So there's there's definitely a level of of that for me right now where like, you know, I obviously know that every president is not a perfect president, but it's like, I guess you unnaturally felt like, all right, anything after Trump is going to be perfect. But then you get hit with that fucking reminder, like, no, that's no. It's just because it's not Trump. This shit is not perfect. This is still politics. You know, at the end of the day, they're going to do shit that, you know, it's not necessarily going to be, you know, positive to you, but it might be positive to their peers. And like it's going to, you know, put money in their pockets and it's going to, you know, help international relations, you know, or maybe internal affairs, Shoot. you know. So it's like they're obviously going to do it's politics by definition. Mm-hmm. They have to do that shit. So, you know, it's a catch 22. You really can't you can't find satisfaction, satisfaction and everything. Satisfaction. But, um, is that a word? You you just make that. I, I might have made it up. It sounded good though. Satis- satisfaction, satisfying, the the faction satisfaction satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> satisfaction. You know, satisfaction. Close enough. Satisfaction. It kind of rhymed a little bit. It was I close enough. It. You said it you know, so like confidently. Yeah. Like I like I was like that's just in the like, dictionary and like, it's not. Like you were like a philosopher when you said you were like satisfaction, satisfaction, but yeah, man. But I definitely do advise people to, you know, get into politics, like read up on it more, like, you know, if you have the time. Obviously, we 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 live our lives, so if you don't got time for that shit, you got better things to do. In your opinion, I'm, you know, I respect it, but if you do have the free time, like read something, whether it's once a week, once a month, once a day. Read upon it. Feel uh, feel actually informed on mm. what's happening in your country. Don't be so quick to be like, all right, fuck America. All right, yeah, fuck America, but you're actually still living here, so let's see what's actually happening in America while at the same time feeling a disdain for this country. You can still feel the disdain, but let's be informed. Like, actually know about the bills that, especially major bills that are passing, you know, things like the, of that nature, and don't feel like, you know, especially if it affects, there's a lot of things that might affect you directly. 
Like it might affect your paper or your your check that that one week. Like you might have like ten percent less. Mm-hmm. Or when it comes to taxes, which is which Biden has a big plan right now with taxes, he's gonna uh, heighten the the taxes. I think from twenty one to twenty eight percent. Um, but I think it's obviously mostly gonna affect like the higher upper class uh, economy. Um, but uh, it's definitely gonna affect people's pockets. So you know, what if you are the amongst the people that it does affect then? randomly you you got to pay more taxes and you got less money in your account and you're like what the fuck just happened oh well months ago if you would have realized you know biden passed that bill you know especially on a local level there's a lot of shit that we can vote for locally like local bills and things of that nature that we can affect uh actual change immediate change there was a a bill that i think is actually going to be passed uh they were fighting for it the other day having to do with the sales of food, like selling food from your house, something like that, like being able to be like a vendor of food legally from your own house without having to have like a established uh, like business, something like that. I, th- I believe that's what it was. Um, it was like two weeks ago. So that, you know, that helps a lot of local business owners, you know, a bunch of creators, like Especially if you really can't afford a place of business, like you can't rent somewhere out or if you could, but because of COVID, you really can't no more because of the regulations, inspections, they're getting heavier with inspections and restaurants and stuff like that. Now you see a sort of like a way to make money still like, you know, and that helps. And that was a bill that literally it was one like it could have been one vote away from that happening on a local level. So things like that, you know, it's uh, it's very eye opening. You know, and I'm young now, so if, like, I inform myself now, I'm 23, I inform myself of these things, I would imagine now, by the time I'm 33, you know, like, all the information I would have, and when I come, when it comes to my finances and everything, and my family, you know, even my friends, by just helping them out, like, you can, you can actually influence a lot of change, you know, because we are the future, especially if you plan on staying in the city, which I do for a long while, you're the future of the city, you know, so... You can really, you can really affect a lot of change, man. Like, never take it for granted. Definitely, bro. You said it best. Um, switching gears real quick. You talked about, and and you just talked about businesses too, and like, especially like local or mm-hmm. um, self-employed. Talked earlier about being an entrepreneur and making your your own hours. So if people don't already know, sound. Complex ambition is not just the the YouTube and the reaction videos and the and all the funnies. Like it's mm-hmm. you guys are, I guess the 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 label that's put on it is resellers. Yeah, yeah, resellers. So basically, especially specifically me, I can vouch for myself saying that I'm definitely a full time reseller. Like I'll sell, yeah. I'll sell anything as long as it has a profit margin. Like I'll literally sell anything, and as long as it's not you know really you know dangerous or incriminating. I'm not going to, you know, put my life at risk really too much, but I'll really resell anything. Like during COVID, I was reselling weights like crazy. Like I would go to Walmart, I'll buy weights. I'll buy like a 15 pound weight, let's say at $10, like one dumbbell. And then I'll get the set, let's say a set of two $15 dumbbells for $20, right? And then because of COVID, all the gyms are closed. These are not off-white dumbbells, right? These are No, no, no. Regular dumbbells. <laughs> These are regular Walmart brand dumbbells. Crazy. You know, I'll, I'll just buy them. They, just because of the supply and demand, obviously. Supply and demand, exactly. Yeah. So it's just a basic, simple concept that is applied, whether it's in the hustle game, the drug game, anything. Where there's a supply, you can become that demand. Mm. Or, well, where there's a demand, you become the supply. 
It works either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, like literally with the dumbbell situation, people were exercising from home. You know, the gyms were closed. So, you know, the only struggle was, which wasn't really a struggle for me because I figured it out because I have experience with it, was like, damn, but that shit weighs 30 pounds. It must be expensive to ship it. Well, no, there's always ways around everything. Like they have priority flat rate boxes that you can put anything in. It could weigh a million pounds, but if it fits in that box, is that flat rate price. Mm-hmm. You know, and these dumbbells were selling like crazy. Like you would sell, like if it was, let's say, a $10, 15-pound dumbbell, in store, right? You go, you buy it, and then you sell it online for like fifty, sixty dollars. Like it was a hot, very crazy like price range. Like your profit margin was insane, and the heavier the the weights, the more the money was that you would make. And I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" But the catch to it was that you had to get early on the trend because it was literally like if you were to go buy Jordans and shit sells out, you'll go up to a fucking Walmart in the middle of the morning, like right when they open. And though either there either was no weights because someone got them all the, the day before, or there'll be other five dudes with you like waiting before you already. Like, oh, you're here for the weights too? And it's like, bro, this is fucking weights. This is not shoes. But you see like the supply and demand. You know, and then I got into bikes, selling bikes, uh, in the summertime. That was a big thing too, selling bikes, even online, like even on locally, because they would sell out a lot on Walmart and you get you had to like oh, get so them you're early. into more shit than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, because that type of stuff is really... Because I know it was, like, sneakers and... Yeah, and, and that's and the stuff that, I, like, I promote because there's really no need to really promote. Like, I got weights for sale. Yeah. <laughs> That'll look kind of crazy. People won't understand it. <laughs> like, this motherfucker's pushing that it weight. sounds crazy right now, but if yeah. I had the opportunity to, I definitely would. Yo, you know, but it's like, that's how you make the extra cash, especially in the side. You don't even need promotion for that. You post it, eBay sells. Like, it's mm-hmm. quick. it was quick sales. You know, supply and demand. But what I do promote and stuff online, social media is like, you know, the typical title of a reseller is applied to those of the hype beast world where you sell clothes, you sell sneakers, you buy at a certain price mm. and you resell it uh, at a higher price margin. You know, most of the time, you know, there's definitely a lot of times where you break even or you might lose money just because you need that money real quick and then you might re up on something else and then you make back mm. that money you lost there and this and that. You know, there's a lot of different ways around it, but. It's a crazy game right now, especially it's gotten to the point where people, you know, because of COVID, uh, it's kind of harder to get shoes. Like everything's been online. Like Nike's sort of transitioned to like e-commerce. Like they're taking away their products from stores. Like there's no longer any uh, any Nike accounts at Eblins. So if you go to Eblins, they no longer have Nike shoes. Like they're no longer allowed to sell Nike shoes. You oh, know, and Nike's taking it away from a lot of other small mom and pop type of, you know, smaller franchise stores that carry their lines because they see more profit with e-commerce, like selling online because people are just buying online. It's like mm-hmm. it's at a highest it's ever been. Like it's literally Cyber Monday every day because of, you know, COVID. People don't trust shopping in stores as much as they would. So they shop online. They buy everything online. So, you know, there's there's this scarcity of like it's harder to get because, you know, even though they they do make the inventory higher online, there's people with bots, computers, oh this sort God. of fucking do shit that make those? it. No, I don't. And I haven't. What? I never. I never have. I should. You've never in your whole career used never, bots. Never. Wow. Never. But it's because it's expensive. It's more expensive than people think. I understand that, but but it's like four thousand to like six thousand for one bot. How? M- oh, that's fucking. And nuts. once you get a bot, you have to use it. Like yeah. you, like you have to sometimes buy crappy shit. Sometimes, you know, that's why 
<clears throat> that's why a lot of bot owners sell slots because they can't use their slots up the whole time and they might not have the money for it. I'm not going to ask you to give people your secret ingredients, right? But yeah. at the very least, you get a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. Is it because of obviously like you have it's you it's you and the rest of the complex ambition family. Is that all it takes? Do you have other people who kind of work with you guys? Like, how do you get the inventory that you get? I mean, it's really just more about just knowing the right people. Like, in the past, yep. it was really more about that because that's how I got most of my stuff. Like, knowing the right people, having the mm-hmm. money to, you know, pay up front for certain items and maybe get it earlier or just get higher quantities of it. Um, But as of late, it's really just been, like, just bare bones, like, Back on the ground, like, randomly, because of COVID, a lot of stores like Expressions or even Foot Locker will get, like, late shipments that they were supposed to get last year. Like, yeah. Jordan 1s from last year, they never got shipped out to Rhode Island because of COVID. So, they randomly get it, like, this year, like, on a, on a Monday, randomly. So, it's really, like, a being on top of that. You know, like, having post notifications on certain accounts. Um, sneaker junkies, expressions, certain accounts like that you know or might randomly get some shit civil. They might randomly get some SBs. Having post notifications on that and really just being attentive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not being lazy. Like literally entering as many raffles as you can online. Even though it's hard to get online, you still enter as many raffles as you can. If if I say I enter 20 raffles a week, that would be underballing. Like that's yeah. not that's not what I enter. I guess Way I was more. under the impression that you were you use bots because like I do all of that. Yeah. But it's just me. So it's like complex ambition. I know it's a family. Uh, you, you guys you guys are all hands on deck, I would assume. So Well, to an extent, yeah, but not really like like I really don't share like especially when it comes to reselling, I really don't share like products with the with anybody else or mm-hmm. money. Like we don't split, we don't do nothing like that. Yeah. It's really like that can get survival of the fittest. Yeah, because yeah. it does get complicated when yeah. you do business like that. It already is complicated with the YouTube. So like when it comes to actual like shoes, like it's and shit like that, like personal one off, one off, one or one off items, is way too complicated. So it's like really just, you know, just to each their own. You know, I I see I see a lot of, a lot of traction myself through you know buying a lot of used items, whether it's locally mm. or it's online, whether it's eBay. You see trusted accounts, you know, buying a lot of used items, clean them up, you sell them for more. You know, when you have a trusted like customer base and like foundation feedback like I do people just come to you and they just ask you for random shit like they trust because they know they're gonna get something authentic and they know they're gonna get what they want you know so they'll come to me for that so I have that sort of you can say it's a a little privilege but it's really not a privilege it's a luxury that you sort of earn from you know years of doing it because I've been doing this shit for so long like it's crazy like I've been doing it for too long I'm a big believer in the universe kind of I'm a big believer in destiny. I guess it sounds, yeah. it sounds corny, but you're destined to do certain. Some of us are destined to do certain things, and yeah, the universe kind of like places opportunities and and it kind of in front of you. You obviously got to do the other half. Yeah, but you know that if that's what you're meant to, to meant to do, I feel like the universe is gonna place something in front of you, and you gotta. It's your job to do the other half. No, hundred percent. And I think a lot of things is really just. I think the key thing, and probably the most important thing in business, is marketing. Uh, I, I pat myself on the back and I take pride in like being good with marketing and I know what's appealing, but it's really because I'm a consumer myself. Like I'm a consumer of the products. I'm a consumer of the content. So I know like if it's not appealing to me, then why would I 
post it like that? Why would I do that like that if I'm not, if I wouldn't see myself either buying that or watching that? So when you think like a consumer, because you actually are a consumer, you know, the marketing just comes naturally, you know? Um, so for example, like when I was at the Boston Got Sold, the convention, like the early ones that they would do years ago, like it's big now in New England, but like, you know, they were starting off, they were just some young kids, you know, I would go to the events and I would literally, you know, I would see people like, you know, the concept is this, there's tables, people walk up to them and they might either stop by, or they might not. Most of the time, 90% of the time, they're not going to stop by your table because there's so many, so damn, so many damn tables. Like they might see the same shoe at your table. They see another table. So they, why would they stop at your table? So it's like, Hmm, I was like, well, what's going to make them stop at this table? Like, what the fuck do I got to do? Like, do I got to fucking put a shoe on my head? Oh, let me fucking put a shoe on my head. I literally put a shoe on my head, balanced the shoe on my head for the entire convention, which is probably like I remember that. five hours. Yeah. Uh, and would either sit down, stand up, but I will always like, stay in that position, you know, and like it fucking worked. Like people were coming to the table to the point that we ran out of things that we didn't even think we were even going to mm-hmm. sell that mm-hmm. day, you know, and that shit, you know, made it to the point like, I'm like a fucking almost like a mascot or some shit of that convention now. Like it's a coming attraction. Like, oh, they expect to see the guy with the the head on his the shoe on his head and shit. Because, you know, it was sort of almost like a play on the the word, like sneakerhead. Like, oh, it was a sneakerhead. Oh no, nah, let me put a fucking sneaker on my head. And that shit worked. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since then I'm always always get invited back, you know, sometimes even for free. You know, That's most dope. of the time for free because they know, like, come on, like, it's going to bring attention. And they put me in a special, they put me up front next to the stage. Like, they know what's going to happen. And, you know, but you apply that to everything in life. Like, I remember I said that shit in a business class, like a marketing class in business. And the the teacher was blown away. He was like, what the Oh my God, that's an amazing example. It was like a way older dude. He was like, that's, a, that's phenomenal. And I was the only uh, person of color in the entire classroom. It was all white kids. That's how most of the college uh, business at URI is. All the classes are mostly like that. So I guess, you know, he gave me an extra, you know, enthusiasm because of that. Because he probably, you know, maybe uh, without even realizing it, he was biased and probably was like, not expecting such a a good ass uh, presentation like I did that day talking about the shoe on the head. But when I did that shit, he was taken away. He had to talk to me after class and everything. Mind you, it was the same teacher that the first day of that class, that same class, the first day in that first semester, um, when I walked in, I had my hat on. And I guess there was an email sent out to the class. Oh, no wearing no hats. I didn't fucking know. I didn't, I didn't read the emails. Like, I really don't. You know, I really pay attention after school s- starts, not beforehand. Like, I'm, I'm busy. Like, you know, I don't really don't pay attention to emails. And he almost basically cursed me out that first day. Like, he was spazzing. Like, you're, you're, you're disrespecting the classroom. What are you doing? He said, get up. Get up from the table. He was, like, spazzing. I was, like, I was looking around at everyone. And there was, like, a kid in the back, like, your hat, your hat. I'm, like, oh, Like, I was so caught off guard. I'm like, what the... That was, like, the worst, like, embarrassing moment in, like, all my school history. Because I'm always so respectful to my teachers and shit. Like, I understand, you know, people have a bad day. But he caught me so off guard with that. He was, like, fucking red and going crazy. And I got so heated. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just left the class. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, what the fuck? And I see that all these kids are white in here. Like, I'm already feeling like like an outlier. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then... You know, instinctively, and not even purposefully, but I guess it just happened, 
that presentation happened where I fucking told, talked about the sneaker on the head and he was impressed by that. And it was like the best presentation I've seen in all my days of teaching. And it was like, all right, you know, and even kids after class came up to me and like, there was one of them that really was like serious. He was like, man, I, I, I was, I, I saw what happened in there. That, that was, I remember the first day of class and now look, look what's that. That was, that was, that was like a movie, man. That was amazing. And I was like, well, yeah, man, thank you. I guess, you know, I guess it was like a redemption story, but it really wasn't like, I didn't give a fuck. It was just me being myself. Like, you know, you always have to just be yourself. I was, I was going with that same, you know, day-to-day marketing aspect and it was actually a real story. So I was like, all right, I guess this is what he wants in the Mm -hmm. presentation. I actually did it. Let me tell him because I guess it's cool. It's a sneaker on my head, but it was like actually a lesson to him. He's the teacher, but he got a lesson from that. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. wow. That's an amazing marketing tactic. Yeah, facts. You know, and I got an A in that class. There we go. You know, so, you know, marketing helps business, but it actually helps your grades. Facts. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, Jesus. Shit. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yo, that shit uh, was crazy. before we wrap this up, right, mm-hmm. I always ask this, I try to always ask this question to guests because I'm very big on, like, mentally, I feel like mentally, it's so good for us as humans to have a um, pattern to follow every day. Yeah. Walk us through, like, your day, especially with you being an entrepreneur. Walk us, mm-hmm. walk us through your day from, like, when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Man, mo- uh, when I wake up, especially recently, I try to try to go to the gym a lot, uh, a lot more Were often. Are you a morning goer or... I'm an anytime goer, but really not really nighttime. Like I haven't gone nighttime in a while. Probably you feel like over obviously a year. you're more you're better in the morning. Better in the morning, definitely. How much um, before you get into that, how much sleep do you get? How much sleep do you try to get? Is sleep important to you? I get a lot of sleep. I definitely get a lot of sleep. Um I wanna adjust to like getting less sleep because I know the baby's coming, so I gotta like adjust to that, yes, obviously. Just so um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't sleep, you know. Yeah, say goodbye. But when I was like, but it really is because of my post-grad energy, because when yeah. I was in school and shit, I would have classes. I was, I was a commuter, so I would drive to fucking North Kingston, URI, and that shit every morning. I would have some sometimes 7 a.m. classes. Like, it was crazy, and you have to get there early because you got to find parking, and parking mm-hmm. was a fucking situation because there was never any fucking parking, so you got to get there even earlier. I've had my car towed. Like, it was a mess. Like, I hated, I hated going to school. That shit was, that shit was horrible. That shit, thank God I'm out of there. You know, but like during all that, um, <clears throat> you know, what the fuck was I talking about of my routine? Mm-hmm. So uh, my waking up early, I was used to waking up early in that time. But since then, I graduated as like, oh, I really don't have no classes, nothing. I really don't got to worry about that anymore. I, you know, took the luxury of sleeping more, but it's like uh, I got to adjust back, you know. So I, but I do get like eight hours of sleep. Okay. But if I don't need it... So you don't sleep a ton, though. You sleep, like, yeah. the, the time that you're Yeah, eight hours of sleep. But, like, typically, if you're in the business world, if you, like, read certain po- uh, interviews or listen to mm-hmm. certain podcasts, they talk about, like... I think even DJ Khaled specifically was, like, he sleeps, like, four hours a day. And yeah, like, no, Ga- but that's Gary, not good Gary for you, Gary V says shit like that, too. Like, you sleep four hours a day and this yeah, and that. Yeah, but that's not good for you. And I feel like that's yeah. part of the culture of, like, oh, I don't need sleep. Like, you need sleep, bro. Yeah, like, I feel like sleep benefits me, like... Even naturally, like health wise, like I feel like if I sleep more, I feel like 
healthier throughout the day. Not even that. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it like even in my figure, like it helps me even like be slimmer in some sense. I don't know. Like it just, your body's more rested. Mm-hmm. There's so much benefits like from, to me from sleeping. But if I do got to like, you know, I think Saturday I had to do something early in the morning. So I slept like five hours, you know, I like, if I have to do that, I'll do it. Like, I don't mind if I have an alarm, I'll wake up mm-hmm. at any time, but it does affect like, obviously my energy, yeah. you know, my go my day to day energy. But, I do, for the most part, you know, try to get a lot of sleep. Um, uh, and I got the new apartment, so it's kind of been hard to adjust. I'm not going to lie, because I do like staying up later and this and yeah, that. Yeah, 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 This is weird. But, um, you know, it's just sporadic. I can say I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper, I guess, for now. Um, but then my girl works a lot. Um, she's a, she does lash tech, for the most part. She mm-hmm. does makeup and lash tech. So she's really a... Really a entrepreneur in the sense like she does her own appointments is her, her own schedule mm-hmm. um but she also has classes so when she does work she works all day like she'll be up from before me like she'll be at from nine she has to be at the shop at nine to like seven o'clock at night taking back-to-back appointments so she has to wake up at eight you know um but you know aside from that you know i wake up whatever time i have to wake up uh to be honest, I skip a lot of meals sometimes. I skip breakfast a lot, which is not really. It's all fasting right. Fasting is good, though. It's all right, like, I'm, if you're I'm adjusted big, to it. Yeah, I'm big on fasting. I'm big on, yeah. I, I try to fast from 8 to 12. Yeah, like, in the morning, like, if if you're used to it, your body's used to it. Because I remember when I was younger, I would go to school, wake up early, got to eat breakfast. But sometimes I would try to eat breakfast, and I feel like throwing up, or I feel like I got to take a shit. Yeah, I feel weird. I'm like, oh. But if you're used to, like, not eating in the morning, I find it like it's it's good, so I don't eat much breakfast at all. So if I don't eat breakfast or whatever, I I'll, sometimes I go to the gym like that. I go to the mm. gym, um, really just usually on my phone. <laughs> a lot of the times, responding to emails. We get a lot of emails. A lot of people who want to do promotions on the on the YouTube channel. Like a lot of artists, a lot of emails pertaining to that. A lot of you know uh, catching up on media because I do run it. Like, uh, the, especially social media uh, for the Complex Ambition company, I like using it as a platform to inform people because it also right. brings attention to the actual, right. you know, pages ourselves, you know, so you, you sort of become like a world star hip hop or like a exactly. academics exactly. sort of page, yeah. but in a more cleaner way, like sophisticated, you know, citing your sources properly and not really using any crazy gossipy posts. Like, I really exactly. don't rush for bullshit. Like, I don't need that bullshit. I sort of get the good shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like today I saw uh, a lot of people that post, uh, like just especially like the academics pages, uh, like they'll post the hip hop shit, but they won't post like, like the shooting that happened in Colorado. People love the shade room. Oh yeah, the shade room. The shade room is, I'm mixed on it. Like I definitely like it for the sense of like, it helps me because I'll be on it and I'll randomly see like a a news article or something they post. I'm like, hmm. I can post this, but I can post it better. So then I'll post it and it works sometimes where I'll post it and it gets more traction even than their post. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. Um, but it's, it's mixed, you know, uh, people always, you know, always going to feel some type of way. You just gotta, it's almost like the CNN Fox news thing. Like people, yeah. you feel some type of way about either or, but it's like, you gotta, you know, try to get something from both, you know, right. um, unbiasedly, unbiasedly, exactly. You know, so I do that with the chat, with the page a lot. So I'm always, always on top of that, you know, I've been like, like working on my organization of like my day to day when it comes to that because I used to really be on it twenty four seven. But it's like I know I'm having a child, so obviously, 
there's no need and like I can't be doing that, you know. So a lot of people think think there's a team or and this and that, but it's really most of the day to day shit is me. Like I edit all the videos, um, I make all the clips, I do all the posts. It's really, really, really mostly me, um, to be very honest, you know. And it's because I really don't mind it. I see, I see it beneficial that way right now. And we really haven't got as much money as we should from YouTube because of the copyright infringement. But once we do solidify like a proper sponsorship and like get the merch going and stuff like that, and we get more uh, flow of income, I don't mind like hiring, you know, young interns and stuff to help. I can teach them to do things that way. I'll take it, take less energy off my back, and I can focus on my child and shit like that. Um, so I definitely am gonna have to invest in that but my day-to-day mostly consists of that you know all day and I take it I make it like in a like a rule to myself to sort of learn something every day whether it's through podcast interviews I'm constantly listening to podcasts um like today I was listening to the see the thing is the one that Joe Budden the Joe Budden network started like he started a new podcast with girls so I'm constantly every day and I was watching the Dwayne Wade one uh on I am athlete it's like an athlete mm-hmm. podcast where they mm-hmm. interview athletes you know some constantly it's literally every day like I can't go that's probably the thing that I can't go one day without like literally like watching or listening to like an interview or slash podcast like I have to it's almost like my drug like it's yeah, weird yeah, yeah. it's weird you gotta it's stay informed, bro. It's weird. And I think it really, to be honest, it helped me a lot. Uh, to be very honest, like four years ago, no, no, five years ago, basically almost six years ago, when I went through my first like major breakup and relationship, you know, that shit made me go through like a dark time and like a confusing time. And it, it was also my like my first semester of college. It was like, it was like, whoa, like a, a lot of shit hitting me at once, a lot of confusion. Like I thought that year was going to be way smoother than it was. And I got hit with like, you know, a ton of bricks. But that that fucking podcast, listen to podcasts like the Joe Budden podcast, um, Brilliant Idiots, all these type of podcasts and listening to that shit every fucking day, like it helped me a lot. Nah, and at yeah. the same time, I was learning a lot of shit because mm-hmm. they're not just, you know, they can't talk bullshit banter. It's funny. And I love that shit. That shit's hilarious. It's some it's of the best so content. Yeah. It's some of the best content that you can see online. Like, even, like, um, if you cross over to, like, the offsprings of the the Joe Rogan world, where you got, like, the Bill Burr or the Burt yeah, yeah, yeah. Kreischer, like, Brett the, Kreiser, yep. you know, yep, like, yep. those podcasts. Like, I love that world as well. Um, You know, the white comedy, you can say. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I take from that world as well. But all that shit, man, like, I just love it. I, it, it really, I can see myself getting consumed by it easily, mm-hmm. you know. Um, So that that usually takes up most of my day. It helped me four years ago, or four, six, well, six years ago. Nah, yeah, um, bro, you support the podcast world a lot. I shout out yeah. to you, man. You're one of the, you're one of the dudes who, uh, you're one of the listeners that, or supporters that uh, definitely make a difference for me because it's like, you know, it's always good to get support from somebody like yeah. Jay Ramirez is another one. Like I look yeah. at you, you guys, I feel like are in the same class. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to get supporters and from that are kind of, I'm not, I wouldn't say in the same world because I'm doing podcasting and, mm-hmm. but, but I feel like in the same world in a sense of entertainment and, and instead of just like pumping out content constantly, like I'm doing shit once a week and no, you got I'm to. working with other people. So I definitely appreciate the support, bro. Like you've always, you've definitely always like shared my shit. You've always reached out. You've always like it's always good to see that the support is there from people who, um, who are out there already. You you've been out yeah. there for a couple years now, so 
No, man, I got to. I got to support you, man. I see the consistency that you have, the dedication. You know, you actually have simple things that a lot of people don't even have. You have a logo. You have a name. You have a brand. Mm -hmm. You have a setup. You have a concept. You know, and aside from that, you're just natural with it. You know, a lot of people, you know, because you can just turn on the phone and record a podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, even just audio-wise, you know, without having any visual content. But it's like, you know, if you think of it, also, aside from just some shit you can do and you think of it as a business, your benefits are going to outweigh your expectations yep. way more than you realize it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would say keep going at it. You specifically keep going at it because there's like a lane that you're in that's not really much. You don't see that sort of like, you know, Afro-Latino, especially both Dominican and Puerto Rican, you know, discussing these type sort of topics, you know, being humorous but at the same time, having open-minded uh, and, you know... You have a dope logo. Everything about it, you can see people like, like I would see someone investing in it. Like it has like, wow, that, that, if that keeps going like fucking five years from now, you can see that shit being like one up there, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's really rare to see. You know, you really just see people, oh, he's, he's dope, it's whatever, but you actually have a sort of like a, like if someone put like a million dollars behind you, I can guarantee like it will be fucking, all this shit will be like. You'll be t you'll take off like I can I know what you that you know what to buy what's investing like you know what's gonna work, so I would say keep at it, man. And from behind the scenes, from just talking to certain people, certain certain people behind certain companies and things, I know a lot more than the naked eye might know. Like mm -hmm. things that aren't even public yet. So like for example, Apple is getting into the podcast world way more um, than it seems. And it doesn't even seem like much right now because they, yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. even they haven't even yeah they haven't yep. they haven't even talked about it. Yep. But they're gonna get into it within the next like two to three years, heavily, heavily. And there's gonna be a lot of laws changing that's gonna you know implement podcasts to count as like streams. Mm -hmm. So like the value of audio, which we know as creators should be valued more than it is, yes, is gonna be at a higher value um, in the near future, very soon, mm -hmm. and. I would recommend a lot of people, you know, it's almost like uh like the gold rush. Like everyone go buy gold. But I would say like literally if you you're thinking about starting a podcast, start a podcast. Oh, yeah, no, fact. Like start a podcast right now. Like it's there's gonna be a lot of money in it. Yep. And there is already, but it's like, you know, also if you're not chasing the money, you might end up being still really successful and then eventually mm -hmm. the money might come. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that we're, we're working on doing a, a podcast uh, soon, but the thing is we want to do it proper. So we want to buy like a proper studio setup That's good and have you, visuals that we can put. So it's like straight to YouTube, like the whole episode mm -hmm. will be straight on YouTube right away, mm -hmm. along with clips, et cetera. Literally following the, the fucking algorithms that are out there, the same JRE yep, 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 algorithms yep. that a lot of people see and they'd be like, oh, we don't, I'm not going to copy that shit. A lot of what I you do, can I copy mean, it. realistically, it's like all, I make sure I have audio. You, the, the important thing is making sure people have audio, making yes. sure that there's the full video on YouTube, which mm -hmm. is the, this ongoing thing. Yeah. And then uh, the clips. The clips are so important, man, because like I said, yeah. people... I noticed the jump in streams where where between like not posting a video and then once I post that Instagram video, it's ridiculous. Like people see this one Instagram video, they're like, "Yo, you know what? I'm gonna go listen out. to that one." Bro, I'm telling you, there's so. been so many cases that literally, the, especially with Twitter, bro. I'm telling you, eventually you gotta get on the Twitter. I gotta world get back on it, man. It was so toxic at some point. Bro. Yeah, no, it's like that, but you just gotta like mm -hmm. you gotta like wade in it. Like it's, bro. There's there's so many podcasts literally who have been discovered and have jumped off because of a clip on twitter yeah like a uh whether we're talking about like on some relationship shit like if you say some wild 
but not too wild, but sort of like, you know, something that's going to be debatable relationship-wise. Like, mm-hmm. oh, would you buy your girl a Louis bag? This isn't bullshit like that. But if it's like, it's, it's such a topic that's like, oh, discussable, you put that clip on Twitter, and that shit takes off. It's yeah. happened multiple times. It's happened multiple times, bro. Yo, Sound, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, Definitely got to do this shit soon. Yeah. Do you have any announcements or anything to say? Feel free. This is your last... Uh... Man, nothing... Nothing right now to mind, you know, uh, I've been a believer recently. You can't really jump the gun on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I will say um, there's definitely a lot of things coming with Complex Ambition itself. Uh, a lot of plans for the city. I'm working a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really excited, man. And I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for, I remember you was discussing, like, the comedy, the stand-up stuff, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, you know, I'm excited for that as well. You know, you got my support with that. And, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm really optimistic right now mm-hmm. for the energy that's around me, surrounds me, my peers, my friends, everyone in the city, specifically Providence. I think that there's going to be a lot of, a lot of things emerging that is going to benefit a lot of people in a lot of positive ways. So I really just can't wait. Word. And I'll say it right here, right now, you and the boys are on the list for, uh, I think I announced it on, on Instagram, but I'm working, I don't think officially, but... I'm working on a sketch comedy thing uh, with me, myself. It's directed and written by me. Perfect. Um, starring local comics, but mm-hmm. also local creatives, content yeah. creators, artists, whatever the case may be. You guys are on there because you guys definitely fucking make me laugh every time. <laughs> there, so Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's it's it's, uh, it's one of the best, if not the best medicines in the world is laughter. 100%. Yeah, man. Bro, thank you very much. I love, bro. Appreciate you. That was love, man. You'll see sound back on here very soon, I'm sure. So yeah, man. Whenever you want me, I'm I'm yours. You know what I'm saying? Instagram, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, it's a vibe. Everything. It's a vibe. I got it before anyone. So and then complex lucky. ambition. Yeah, complex ambition. Everything. Complex ambition. Twitter, Word. Instagram, YouTube, and yeah, much love. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you guys next week. My name is Jimmy. Thank you.